Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome everyone to the Shape of Work. Today as a guest we have Daniel Braithwaite who is the co-founder at Veremark. Hi Daniel, how are you doing today? Hi, um yeah, no I'm doing very well, thank you. All right. So Daniel, before we begin, we just want to set a base for our listeners. Can you tell us something about yourself, your career journey till now? Sure. Um I you know, I have a, a quite a, a wide-ranging career journey up till now. So um Yeah, a slightly longer version than that I normally give. So, original, I initially studied a degree in economics. Um, didn't really want to go into you know the world of banking or anything like that. Wanted to do something a little bit more creative. Um, started working in in the field of marketing. Um, I through that I got into more in my spare time you know, building websites. I was into Flash was a thing at the time in building. flash games and then decided i wanted to pursue that that avenue um studied uh, a masters in um at the london college of communication in london so i'm yeah based in london and I lived there for the last sort of 15 years or so um yeah and that was a great course and i learned a lot about you know tangible computing uh, a lot of things that are very relevant now at the time was a good time to be sort of getting into the industry i think the first iphone um had just come out you know so it was a birth of mobile computing um i got into this field of of user experience i don't know if it was even coined at the time the ux um it was sort of around that time um that it started to become a become a thing um so yeah got got very into that you know the idea of building very um user focused um digital experiences basically and um got uh yeah started to work in that field um and then spent about a decade working in digital agencies and and design agencies mostly in London um though with a little bit of time in in the US and Asia um working in e-commerce and, and sort of digital transformation for financial services um spent some time as an independent consultant so sort of got more into the startup scene i guess in um in in london um so working on product innovation kind of kind of projects for 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 fintechs um and then there was an opportunity to work with an old friend on 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 a project um which so i kind of got in, interested in the um in the blockchain space as you know a lot of people have been in the last few years um my i have a good friend who's a, a serial hr tech entrepreneur um we wanted to work together on a on a, on a project um we we then met um someone out our other co-founder veramark angus who um the cto who uh also very interested in blockchain space came up with an idea around um allow you know pr- allowing people to prove their experiences in simpler more effective ways 
um, so, so people wouldn't have to go through myriads, you know, uh, screening processes and, uh, uh, you know, which they might have to do over and over again. How can you do that? How, how can you be able to share your you know, a, a credential? How can someone believe it straight away? Um, can we use blockchain to do that? Um, and then, yeah, we started on that, that path. That was about three years ago. Um, and that was a sort of a Veramark. Um, and now we are um, we're a global employment screening platform. Um, so we, we, we serve clients in, um, you know, ac- across Asia, Australia, UK, uh, and now the USA. Um, the kind of key part of our, of, of our offering is, say, back, back to our original vision, which is around um, credential, it's credential management about being able to prove, uh, be able to share your your career credentials um, to reduce the, you know, the the amount of times you needed to go through that screening process. That's kind of where our USP goes. But yeah, so that's a you know, whistle stop tour of uh, my my career. That is so great. Thank you so much for sharing that, Daniel. So uh, since we were, you know, already talking about innovation and transformation, this reminds me of a question that uh, right now, if you see, to create pathways for a better future, we need to embrace sustainable practices, right? So when we talk about sustainability, what is a new driver of innovation, according to you? How do you see that the focus of innovation for sustainable to grow? Well, you know, I mean, uh, sustainability c- cuts across a lot of, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of areas, um, right? So, you know, there's sustainability in terms of, uh, you know, natural resources and there's sustainability in terms of um, economic growth, company growth, and also, I guess, people development. Um I mean, do you, in terms of this question, do you do you mean in terms of sustainability in terms of how a company grows, or is just a sustainability in terms of how a company operates in terms of its practices? How, right. how do you how, how do you see the, the the question? If I can take put it back to you, quickly, how how would you see that that question? Um, what's the key part? Of, yeah, key aspect of that question. Do you think? Right. So why don't we talk about both of them? About how the company is operating in a sustainable manner and how it is growing in a sustainable manner. Both of them. Sure, make, make, makes sense. So I mean, I, you know, I, I think sustainability is. Uh, I mean, to, to answer the question, yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's a key, maybe the key driver of innovation. Um, you know, I think in terms of how a company grows. I mean, this is particularly relevant for um startups and you know small businesses that you you need to grow at, at all costs um and sometimes that 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 isn't sustainable so you, you you employ practices to grow your business whether that's you know in terms of how you're selling it or how you're building it um which is not very sustainable and yeah, so what one, ha- one has to in- ensure that that's um, uh, you're you're, fi- you're you're fixing those bad practices, uh, you know, as, as soon as ca- as you can. So I think um, so in terms of the yeah sustainable practices in terms of gr- growing a business, I think um, it's really important to what you know, you have to employ unsustainable practices, you know, whether that's um, you know, but where you're building a tech platform, for instance, you know, you might build it in, in an unscalable way. Um, you know, it, sometimes you have to do it, but you just, you know, as soon as you can, 
you need to you need to build it in a way that you know, can scale to 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 a, to a large degree. You know, in terms of you often um, you in terms of your in, initial staff that you might have in your in your in your company um, that might they might not be managed in the most sustainable way. You know, to start with, because um, perhaps you're you don't have the right your processes and and uh, structure around those roles and i think um yeah I, you know i, I think it's it, it's funny this question because i was literally talking about this with someone just just earlier about um yeah you know needing to create some kind you know uh, it, it is around how we sell how we sell our product that we need to um that we need to structure we need to bring more structure to it so we can scale scale it out and I, so I think you know that sustainability is is the heart it's it's, it's sort of the challenge of, of, of every facet of, of a business um, you know and in terms of sustainability in terms of you know how a company um, you know, a company's practices you know I, I, again I, I think it's it's the key part of innovation I mean you can see that in terms of the number of, of B Corps, let's say, in you know, in in, in the world now, um, that having a you know a, a key sort of sustainability, um, you know, a core part of your proposition is sustainability. I think is you know increasingly um, the the norm. Um, I mean, there are exceptions to that. You know, I think the blockchain space is crypto is is a is a big outlier in that. Um, you know, and I think that's certainly been a concern of of mine. Um, you know, we're we're not in the, the crypto space per se, but we we utilize blockchain technology. But we um, we're spending a lot of time working out how to you know reduce that that impact. You know, uh, how can reduce the sort of the impact of um, each transaction um, that 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 you perform on the blockchain, and that that's. You know, typically the, the issue with that so we are you know, trying to mitigate that but yeah you know I, I think sustainability you know across across the board is, is is really key that is a good answer since we are already talking about growth my next question for you would be with employee experience you know playing a significant role in the overall business growth agenda could you share some important strategies that organization must invest in to align the work culture and business growth? Um, sure. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, personally, I've always been a big believer in um, bringing one's real self to work um, and allowing um, allowing your your people to, to express themselves freely. And obviously there's, you know, limitations to that. And, and then it's a, you know, it's, it's a fine line and that, you know, there's been a number of um, uh, things called out in, in, in the press. There was a, I think it was a base camp. I think uh, it, it was maybe last year or the year before there was a lot of um, issues with companies, uh, some saying that you can discuss politics and some saying you can't, can't discuss politics. Um I think, you know, my point of view is that you, yeah, it's a fine line and you have to sort of manage it in some ways, but you need to allow um, people to, you know, to be, to, to be them, to be themselves. Um, 
I think there's also that the, the, you know one needs to empower as well. Um, I mean, we have a very flat organization, um, flat organization with lots of cross-functional squads that we you know working on projects. You would have um, squads of you know there might be a salesperson, a you know a tech person, a, a marketing person to you know t- tackle a specific business challenge, and I think. By doing that, you're, uh, you know, and they they are responsible for you know identifying, you know, solutions and 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 actually you know building out solutions to that to those problems. And I think, you know, the key thing is 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 you know is is align. I think part of the question is um, you, you very much align the culture to to that to the to the business success and and and, and empower. Um, you power your people to to you know to be a part of that and i think broadly that that's that's kind of how i see it right so when you know we are talking about the different hurdles and everything that a business can face there might be disruptions that is bound to impact on the skill formation what do you think are the key skills that an organization must invest in to build their workforce that can you know accelerate the growth and bring productivity gains um adaptability you know and I, I i think businesses have to be able yeah you're, you're right i mean businesses have to be able to adapt to to disruptions and to changes in the world changes in their industry and they seem to happen more more and more these days um you know i i think a, 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 what i've seen uh is there's a lot of interesting um you know, businesses, startups in in the space of um, you know workforce training, um, and you know really providing structure to that. And again, it comes back to this sort of idea of uh, the framework and structure. I mean, I think particularly the move to remote work has um, made it more difficult to you know to, to onboard and to train your staff, particularly junior staff. Um, so we're you know now investing in, um, in 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 service that would you know essentially handle um, you know not just onboarding but a kind of a kind of constant um, industry uh, sort of sector training um, you know for for our staff because I think you know skilling your workforce is um, you know is is a key and that that goes back to your your, your previous question of. Um, of aligning that to your to your business success and and you know encouraging um, them to be a be a part of that it, it's really key. So I think um, you know uh, out essentially uh, not trying to do all that yourself. Particularly, as a, I can only speak from a small business perspective, but I think it's very difficult to have the time to to structure a really rigorous training programs and, and, and use skill, skill set improvement programs. But there are companies that can do that for you. And there's a lot of startups in that space. Um, and so, yeah, I think just uh, use one of those. I think this is, this is the key and certainly get their help. It is more on the practical side that we need to look at upskilling and, you know, looking at the business growth. We need to have that upskill in us on the employment and business perspective. So this brings me to my next question. You know, with the increase in digitalization, we see that workspaces underway are going through a lot of changes. 
how do you think that leadership can leverage the hr technology to augment these human capital capabilities uh, i i i think augment is the right term um that even in a more digitalized work space um we you know i work uh, at a remote business we're a distributed team so we heavily rely on you know digital technology te- technologies to facilitate that um you know whether that's communication tools or whether that's um hr tools um you know it's it they 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 are essential they've allowed us to work in this in this new way and i think that that's great but at the you know at the end of the day you work with individuals and you work with people and it's important not to you know to 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 allow people's you know, people's personalities to, to you know to come through those so i think um you know and and again i think it's you know communication tools are great um and they're obviously essential um where when working remotely but there needs to be um guidelines how you how you use those um that those guidelines need to be very transparent very open um people need to be able to also um can contribute to those as well um so so yeah i think you know again i think it's uh, having a really kind of open framework that people can, can contribute to um to to allow you know everyone to, to do their work effectively so how do you think it can impact the workforce overall well i think it's i think it can make the workforce much more efficient um it can bring more freedoms to the workforce um it can you know it, it can bring i think part of often it can bring that transparency you know if you think about in terms of um you know it might be if you think about the, the hierarchy in a business it might be um where people sit within that hierarchy how people how people move up um what skills do you need to obtain to do that through using you know the 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 digital services we have available now you can create a far you know much clearer pathways that people can you know identify with you know I want to get to there in my career okay there's a clear path by how you do that it's a lot less opaque than it once was so i think um yeah you know i and I, so i think broadly it can bring efficiency but i think it can just make people a lot sort of um more confident and clearer where they are in in their career so when we are talking about the performance of the workforce we can see that performance is interconnected with the compensation model right what can leaders do to practice more empathy transparency and consistency to carry out in these processes well i mean related to my answer to the previous question i mean we have started to provide sort of clear scoring um on both when you're coming into our business in our hiring and then moving between levels as i said we're quite a flat structure but you know there are certain levels within that and there's the scoring methodology um both to you know to get the role and then to 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 move to another role um you need to hit certain criteria um it's very um it's very objective um you know there always has to be an element of subjectivity in you know it, 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 we're humans we're not machines and i think that's the, the the thing about using technology to augment 
humans. But I think as much objectivity as you can get into that process, um, the better for everyone, really. Well said, Daniel. I think, yes, it is very important to actually consider ourselves as humans and not just machines. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that, and that's that. Yeah, that's really my approach to to work um, and the people I work with. But but yeah, but people like to know what well, it's, it's not. It's good. for It's good to know where, where you stand, uh, both in terms of your role, how you can move to another role, your compensation, as you say. Um, you know, I, I certainly in previous jobs I've had, you know, I've you know, in, in sort of before we had a lot of these frameworks and tools available, you know, I struggled with that kind of darkness of where, you know, where, where, how do I get to that, that role? I want that, you know, and it was always very unclear, but I think it's, I think with the tools available now, you can, you can make those pathways a lot clearer, which is, you know, it's better for everyone. Right. So uh, Daniel, I think this brings us to the end of our podcast. If our listeners want to reach back to you, I hope uh, LinkedIn is more, it's a place where you're more active. Apart from that, any other place where our listeners can reach out to you for any suggestions? Uh, no, LinkedIn um, is, 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 is probably best. I, um, I'm not on it. Yeah, I, I used to spend too much time on other, on other networks. So, so I've got <laughs> off those. So yeah, LinkedIn is probably best. All right. So it was wonderful talking to you, Daniel. I hope we can record more such podcasts with you. Thanks Great. for Thank, joining Thanks, Nikita. Cheers. Take care.